You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's Wednesday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. In the afterglow, feels a bit of a hangover. Flames lose 5-4 to the Golden Knights in Vegas last night in overtime. Another hard-fought game for your Calgary Flames against the defending Stanley Cup champion. Back-to-back nights. The last two Stanley Cup champions in their barn. The Flames end up with a point last night, but lose 5-4 in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Sans Chris Tanev. So a lot to discuss, a lot to break down. We have a crazy busy show today. Actually, it's not that busy, but we got lots of stuff to do. We got not only one, not two, but three prizes to give away to our listeners. This no. Week. Three. No. One, no. two, three. No. Patrick has some weird AEW trivia coming up that really hardcores only get, which I appreciate, Patrick. I like that. Well, thank you. I like that you you test the wrestlers, the <laughs> wrestling fans. I like that. I mean, a, a simple trip to the, their wikis can probably find a lot of it, but yeah. No, okay. thank you. I, I like uh, you're, you're going to give uh, the AEW question because I like giving prizes to our 6 a.m. listeners. Yes. Because yeah. they're the hardcores. At 7 o'clock, we're going to unleash our text topic uh, for day number 8 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas, where we open an on-air advent calendar. We're going to give that away in the 7 o'clock hour, at the end of the 7. That's what we're going to do here today. Mm-hmm. Because at 8.30, we have to play Impossible Flames Trivia. Yes. With the Cobra in studio, Big Show Flames mm-hmm. analyst, Mr. Brent Cron. Yes. In studio. Mm-hmm. So he'll join us at 8 o'clock. We got Tim McAuliffe coming up in about 25 minutes. The last time Timmy was supposed to join us, he slept in. Yeah, his kids didn't wake him up. <laughs> so, was, so was his kid's fault? I guess. Just threw his kids But he, the is bus? he joining us today? Yes, Are going to wake him up today? Yes, yeah, so I'll text him actually right now, see if he's up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because uh, Timmy McAuliffe is going to join us in about 25 minutes. Yeah. Why don't we do the Rose Report early? What do you oh, think? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready, George, but Are I guess ready? I could scramble well, something together here. I'm going to give you another 30 seconds. To okay, I'm ready it. now. No, because Patrick's going to give us AEW trivia. Oh, question. okay, perfect. You oh, got, you got, yeah. you got a theme. Some time to hey, tighten you got up. Jane? I guess you got Jane. Oh, okay, no, sorry. What the? It's all good. Little Judas. Okay. Uh, what is this? It's a Chris Jericho's theme. Oh, the yeah. Ayatollah of he Rock and Rolla. He sings this. this is, really? This is his band, Fozzie. Yeah. Oh. Turn it up a little bit. All right. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Judas. The name of the song. Yeah. All right. Uh, The question is uh, 96960. If you want to go to AEW on July 10th, 2024 at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, I need you to to give me this this answer. AEW wrestler Orange Cassidy. What is his build weight and where is he build from? AEW wrestler Orange Cassidy. What is his build weight? Yeah. And where is he build from? Parts unknown. It's my favorite. Death Valley, USA. Yeah, that's another good like one. The Undertaker. Yeah. Why are you why are you challenging our listeners with such a difficult question? That's a good one. I like that. Like I like to just hand prizes to our listeners you and do. not make anything no, difficult. No, no, not around here. I just like to go, hey, here's impossible flames trivia. First text is gonna get it because it's so easy. <laughs> Well, it's th- so easy. I'll yeah, have I'll be on the com- easy. I'll have the control of the computer today. To, we'll have better one text from yesterday. I know because I only had the first half. I was off the computer in the second half because Vernon, Vernon was here. Vernon was here. So I gotta say, if you missed our Mike Vernon interview yesterday, go back to the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. he wants to come back more. Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> Vernie was a big fan of us, which is weird because we're all weirdos. Why would he want to come back here? The guy's a Hall of Famer. 
Or he has a lot of free time on his hands. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm retired. I made my money. I'm, I'm bored. I'll come and talk on the radio. Cool. What do you think of uh, having him on for hot seat? What do you think? I If he's down, that would be a lot of fun. Patrick, what do you think? That'd be really fun. If, yeah. he, if, he's, if, he, can, if he can handle the wings, if he can yeah. handle that heat now. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're playing hot seat on Friday again. Yay. I already have the wings hooked up again for Friday. Awesome. <laughs> I'm 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 looking forward to trying the hot sauce you bought. I did buy some. Yeah, we got some new ones. We'll yeah. get them in. Is it hot hot? We'll find out. I have no idea. The dude was very vague when he was selling it to me. <laughs> I was like, "Can you just give me like some sort of metrics like anything?" And he was like, this one says it's very hot. And I was like, okay, bro. You let's don't just... know anything about hot Yeah, sauce. I was like, oh. no, he knew. Oh, okay. But he was useless, essentially. I told him what I was trying to do, and he was like, well, this is really good flavor. I'm like, no, you don't get it. I want something fierce yeah. and mean. Okay. I want That's my it. mouth to be on fire. So I think after this time, if, if they're not And then not he tried to give or... me a deal, but then it wasn't a deal. It was a bit of a mess. Okay. Um, I think Christmas we're just markets. Gosh, we're going to have to just do um, what a racket. We'll, we'll just have to really dive into the Scoville scale. Well, I'll do my best googling to see yeah. what uh, what's out there with these uh, with the information on these hot sauces. All right, so uh, Timmy McAuliffe going to join us uh, at the bottom of the hour. We're just switching things up a little bit this morning, and now it's time where Matt Rose is the superstar of the radio station. Mm-hmm. It's the Rose Report, brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Oh, good morning, friends. Welcome aboard. Flames and Knights down in Vegas yesterday. Bunch of NHL yesterday, plus the wraps. You know what we got, George? Sports? We got lots of stuff. Okay. Calgary Flames and Golden Knights is where we begin. Prior to the game, the club announced that Chris Tanev day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. Recalled Nick DeSimone, sent Matt Coronado down to the Wranglers to make room. Mm. Tough back-to-back. Some guys still feeling under the weather. But nevertheless, George, pretty solid start for the Calgary Flames. AJ Greer there on the four-check. Can't come up with a puck as it's cleared out. And now Marsha shows and a floated into the flame zone is Coleman out to center. Ahead to Backlund, Captain shoots it, and Thompson blockers that shot away. Now Weger shoots and scores. Mackenzie Weger with a seeing eye shot that sneaks past Logan Thompson. The Flames strike first for a third straight game. They've got a one to nothing lead. There you go. Mackenzie Weger gets his seventh. Love the intermission interview with the Weeg dog breaking down his goal, too. I got a good one off. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Coming off the neutral zone close, he made a nice play to Box. And we've been talking about putting pucks on net all year. And, and Box just threw one off, off the blocker. It bounced off the, the boards. And, you know, I'm playing the right side tonight. So I got a good one off. And, uh, you know, things have been going in with the muffin. I was going to say, no more muffin shots. They, they can't say that anymore. Yeah. Hey, is Mackenzie Weeger Canadian? I got a good one off. <laughs> muffin one tea bucket. <laughs> Awesome. I love the weed dog. <laughs> Friend of the show. How many nicknames did he could he drop off the top? Of? Coming up the neutral zone close, he made a nice play to box. And we've been talking about putting pucks on that all year. And, and box just threw one off off the blocker. It bounced off the, the boards. And you know, I'm yeah. playing the right side tonight, so I got a good one T off. <laughs> Can't yeah. get enough. Like, I don't know if that was bad rebound control from Logan I, Thompson, I, or was it like was he trying to put in the corner? Like I, I I'm trying to figure it out. I literally wrote that as my first note for Brent Cron. Was that was that Did Thompson purpose? botch that, or, or was that like pretty well played, and then Hag blew it because he screened him after? Like, yeah, like I don't know wh- who, who messed this. Up? Yeah. Whose fault is this? Yeah. We want a culprit. Yeah, we want to put someone on a pedestal. Who's culpable yeah. on that goal. Yeah, because I, I, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, they shot it in, and like. He made the save, but like he put it to the side, like you're and supposed he, to do. He points at one of his defensemen. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. Hag, I think screened him. Uh, Plus, you know, the, the shot might have dipped. It was a bit of a roller off the boards. Yeah. Weird one. But Anyways, yeah, the weak dog stays hot. Three straight that the Flames have scored the first goal as well. A couple brutal penalties for Andrew Mangiapane. Both oh my hooking. goodness! Both could have been avoided. Table to that bench. Yeah, Is that not- worse than offensive zone penalties nope. and lazy offensive zone penalties, where it's just stick in the hands. Like, all right, if he ran somebody and he, like, he hurt, like, he, he I don't want to say he hurt somebody, but he went out there and was physical. And it's like, oh, that's a borderline hit. He's going to the penalty box. This is like a little, little stick in the hand. A yeah. little stick in the hand. Yeah, and, and I hate it. They're not really arguable. They're, no. they're, they're pretty obvious. It's, and 
you like to see battle, but also like no, better that's positioning. Not a, that's not a battle. The, yeah, it's just lazy. It's just a lazy stick penalty. The uh, second one was costly. Chandler Stevenson gets the yeah. equalizer. About six and a half minutes to go in the first period. And as a result, Manjapani was benched for the rest of the first. Wolfie was good. Kadri line solid. Thoughts on the first period? Uh, two things that, that really um, stuck out to me. This is what I wrote in my notes at the first. Huberto is at least generating chances. That's what I wrote. Mm. Like, that's what we're at right now. Hey, he's generating stuff. Yeah, look hey. at him. Touch the pocket. And, and I also wrote, turn it over. Uh, man, that hair on the Vegas equipment guy is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that guy. Like the male palette pattern baldness with like the fluffy like yeah. dark hair. That guy's lid. It's that guy's of, salad. It's incredible. Bit of a vibe. Another yeah. good start for the Flames in period two. And on the Golden Knights, you're gonna fire it in behind the Wolf's net by Pahal. The Panther it's held in left point by Pospisil. Pospisil centers. Zeri shoots. They score. Connor Zeri took the shot. And it looked like Nazem Kadri tipped the puck past Logan Thompson. And the Flames take a 2-1 lead. Zari with some good forecheck. Excellent pinch from Dennis Gilbert, who's quite, played quite well lately. Unfortunately, that group did get stuck out of there later. And, and Vegas would score to tie the game about three minutes after the goal. But you like what you saw from Zari and Pospisil there. It was the line of Eichel, Stone, and Barbashev that would get the equalizer. So tied it to five minutes into the second period. Dustin Wolf continued to be very good. Made a couple of nice stops out of the final TV timeout of the second period. And one of them ended up being pretty important. Well, the Knights have them hemmed in here. Eichel, our side. Here's a one-timer by Petrangelo. Stopped by Wolf, And Sharon Govich is going to skate at the center. Flames have a three-on-one. Sharon Govich shoots and scores! Yeah, a bit of a stinker for Logan Thompson. Yeah. But big save by Dustin Wolf on the one-timer from Alex Petrangelo on one way. They turn and burn, and Sharon Govich just keep on shooting, man. That hot hand is hot. And there's another one. Like, was that good rebound control by Wolf? Was it not? Because it just squirted right out to the flames, and then they took off on an odd man rush. Something else we can ask Brent Cron about. I feel like when it's like they were hemmed in like that, and Petrangelo, yeah. you're just like, let me just get in front of the first one and <laughs> see if the boys can clean up the mess Sharon here. Sharon Govich, man, he's on pace for his most goals in his seat in a career right now. He's on nine goals right now. I'm going to... 24 uh, is his career high. I'm going to save my Sharon Govich take for 7 o'clock. Okay. You should save it for... Is it a hot enough take for Friday? Uh, by the way, yes. Maddie's alluded to. Uh, Flames hot seat's going to return Friday. Yes, where uh, we ingest hot sauce and give a, and talk about hot flames takes, and Brent Cron's gonna his face is gonna sweat again. Logan, uh, Logan Sharon Govich, <laughs> his brother Logan, who was in the crowd. Yeah, Yegor, very Russian name, Logan. Yegor, Lo- Logan Sharon Govich. Yeah, you can't even say it with a Russian. Yeah, ro- Lo- yeah. Logan. Oh, Dasvidanya, Logan uh, Sharon Govich. Yours sounded Irish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in an Eastern European house. I know yeah. an accent. Yeah, I yours. One. Yeah, yours. Where, pretty the, good. where the W's are V's. Dustin Wolf, the better netminder, through forty minutes. <laughs> Flames led three-two after forty minutes of play. Wolfie's good, man. He was a hell. That was yeah. Good. He like, was really good. Vegas really um, turned it on there in the second period because there was thirty shots combined in the first period, and then Vegas kind of just took it over there in the second with the shots. Good for Wolf to keep him in there. And uh, man, were Rick and Greg raving about Connor Zary like they were really talking about. And all of a sudden, don't look now. Who's second in points per game among rookies in the National Hockey League? Yeah. Connor Zary. It's been great. Into the third, another penalty for the Flames. Believe it was their fourth of the game. Uyghur for tripping. The Knights capitalize an easy entry late in the power play. Mark Stone's able to beat Wolf in tight. That tied the game six minutes into period three. During the kill, Hannafin tried to clear. Slap shot right into the arm of Blake Coleman. Right where there's no padding. Yeah. That looked incredibly painful. Like the second game in a row where a Flames player gets smoked on the bench by the puck. We saw it happen. We didn't talk about it. Happened to Anderson in Denver on Monday night. And then last night, Blake Coleman just minding his business. His parents are watching the game, probably rocking out to all the music in Vegas. And then, pow, getting ready. And did you see when he lifted his sweater? Right right away, you Mm. could see the wealth developing Mm -hmm. on his arm, on his left arm. Hannafin got all of that, as they say. Yeah. Flames solved in the third, but then later in the frame, Jordan Osterley fans on a pass on a faceoff win. The Golden Knights take advantage, and William Carlson buried his 13th. So Vegas had their first lead, but less than four minutes to go. Nevertheless, the Flames kept chopping away. Back to get it is McNabb. Tries to clear, but can't. 
It's held in by Kadri. He drops it. Hannafin shoots it and scores! With their goaltender on the bench and an extra attacker on the ice, the Flames tie this game up with less than one minute left. It's a Jaeger Sharangovich deflection off a high shot. They looked at it. They reviewed it. They said it was fine. Tied the game. Sent it to overtime. Team leading ninth goal. And listen, uh, stick tap to the NHL for quickly reviewing that. Very that was a quick. fast review. I was yeah. like, what? What the what? I thought it was going to be long. Me too. <laughs> I was like, that, I don't know if he... That like, didn't look like shoulder to me. Even his brother Logan was like, get to back to game. <laughs> <laughs> Good goal, brother. Good back goal. to game. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> yeah. Brief overtime. Yeah. For one minute in, and it's still 4-4. Flames steal it. The Golden Knights line. Here's Kadri looking for Sharon Govich. Couldn't get him the puck. And now a stretch pass to Stone. He shoots. He scores. Oh, shoot. You can't be turning the puck over like that in OT, but... Uh, I, I like the aggressiveness from Kadri, though. And they almost got it back. And then they turn it over. Like, yeah. mine is... You kind of need to be in the hip pocket of Mark Stone there if you're Mackenzie Weger. Like, mm -hmm. he's kind of up playing so he can be aggressive and try and create a three on two. But that's one where it goes the other way, and Stone has created a little bit of space there and able to beat the younger Dustin Wolf. Um, overall, they do get a point. There's that. Yeah. Here's Ryan Husk after the game. Yeah, there should be disappointed. I mean, you're, you're playing to win, um, but you can't lose sight of the fact that. Um, pretty much to a man they came to play tonight and they stayed with it even you know it doesn't look very good they stay with it right to the very end right uh, found a way to tie it up and at least get a point out of this yeah and there's one thing this flames team is doing it's they're playing hard for their head coach yep they Obviously, sure are. that was that stood out to me yesterday yeah, it, it did for me too because you watch these last two games obviously the talent discrepancy between the abs and the Flames and the Golden Knights and the Flames, there, there's a big gap with the high-end players both of those teams have. But the Flames are out there, and they're pesky. And it got me to think, too, like, do the Flames maybe hold on to both of those games if Tanev is healthy? Maybe. I don't know. But those are incredible efforts on two back-to-back in the two barns of the last two Stanley Cup champions. Those are really good games by the Calgary Flames. Like, for a team that, and again, you talked about Team Tank yesterday. Talk about a perfect Team Tank win. Like, you're like, oh, disappointing. Would have liked to have that win. But you're like, got a point. Still lost. But they showed well. And the young players played well. Outside of maybe the blue line and stretches, which was giving the puck away. Yeah, but they're... But again, they're ravaged right now. And they're playing back-to-back. -back, arguably the toughest back-to-back -to -back in the as NHL. as I mentioned yesterday, this is what life looks like without Chris Tanev on you, the blue line. You brought up what I mentioned yesterday as far as that being a perfect game for Team Tank, the Colorado game. Yesterday after the game... I think that's the opposite. Mm. And I can tell you why after 7 o'clock. Okay. We don't have time right now because it was such a busy okay, Tuesday so we'll in the NHL. Okay, save that take for 7 o'clock. Yeah. I got one on Yegor, Sharon Goldberg. Okay, are we whiteboard? Are we going to write a note on your no, on I, your paper? I think, I think we're we good. good. I think we're good. Right on paper? Okay, yeah. good. Can we okay. text his brother Logan that we're going to be talking about his brother? Yeah. All right. Logo. Uh, the rest of the hockey. Hockey. Love it. Every Canadian team but the Habs in action. We'll start with the Oilers. Bedard against McDavid, the Oil hosting the Hawks. Bedard had a beautiful goal, but the Oil did come out on top 4-1. They've won eight games in a row. Two more assists for Connor McDavid. His point streak is now six goals, 19 assists, and 25 points over 10 games. Yeah, he's not bad. It um, was his 159th multi-assist game. That ties Mark Messier for second in Oilers history. He is... A lot behind Wayne Gretzky, who had 326. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play uh, something PK Subban said about the Oilers at 7:30 on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Did you know the Oilers don't play their first back-to-back -back of the season until December 21st and 22nd? Well, I wonder why that's uh, made. Okay, that's uh, that's purpose. Well, well, then they must have a lot for the rest of the season. I would hope. That would be the assumption. Yeah, but, because they're a Western Conference team. We know the travel in the West sucks. It's the way it How is. many back-to-backs have the Flames had already? I, no, Zero I up to this point? We're, we're two months into the season. I get it, but I'm sure it'll level off. Mm. Nah. Or maybe not. I just think that, you know, I don't know, a computer spits out the schedule. They used to have that duty <laughs> to do it manually. I don't know. Well, they'll have two. They'll have another back-to-back -back before the end of the year, but it's the L.A. Anaheim one. Calgary? No. Edmonton. Oh, okay. Still, nevertheless, ridiculous. 
A That's farce. something we can look up and get the answer. I am looking up right now. Mm-hmm. Just back to back. How about will you look that up? I'll tell you about the Vancouver game. Okay. Because Vancouver was hosting Tampa Bay. Sergachev's got to take it back in his own end. Cleared it around near point. Hironik holds in with a shot blocked in front. Rebound for Miller. Up by Veselovsky. Then Besser scores. Besser bats the rebound out of the air on the back end. Huge. Darting down the wall. Behind the Tampa Bay goal. Out the right wing side. High slot. Besser. One timer. He scores. Brock Besser with a heavy one-time slap shot from the high slot. Hits number 20 on the year. Yep, 19 and 20 of the season. That made it 3-1 Vancouver. It an empty netter to complete the hat trick. Gets him to 21 points. The Canucks beat the Lightning 4-1. Besser tied with Austin Matthews for the NHL leading goals with 21. It just goes to show that USA Hockey just ripping it up this season so it's far. It's coming. Uh, I wanted to ask as well, do you want some Canucks trivia, boys? Yes. Before we get to this Oilers stat? Sure. He became the sixth fastest Canuck player to reach the 21-goal mark, doing so in 29 games. Do you know the six players who had the quickest 21-goal seasons Pavel for the Canucks? Pavel won. Pavel Burry did it in 19 games in 92-93. Correct. Marcus Naslin. No Marcus Naslin really? here. No, no. Uh, Daniel Sedin. No Daniel Sedin, but another great guess. Uh, Todd Bertuzzi. No. Bemo. No, Brandon Morrison never did that. No, but Bo Horvat did. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Bo in 22-23. Remember how hot he was yeah, last was. season? Stan um, Smeal. No. Well, we're going Trevor to... Trevor Linden. No. We're going to 83-84. There were two of them. And one in 95-96. Russian. 95-96 Russian. Alexander McGillney. Oh, oh yeah, McGillney. right. Who doesn't he, remember him as he a sound, Canuck? He sounds Canadian, but yeah, yeah, he's Russian. And then the other two would be Darcy Rota and Tony Tanti. Oh, Tony Tanti. Tanti, who both did it in '83. Mike Vernon mentioned Tony Tanti yes. yesterday. Yeah, what a great name, Tony you the, Tanti. You got the Oilers stat for us before we move on. Yeah, they've got eight back-to-backs. The total on the total on the year, they just got six okay. in the New Year. So how many of the Flames have? I did not do the Flames. Well, you got more work to do. While I tell you about right. the Jets. Facing the Ooh. Sharks down in San Jose. Also, Kyle Connor not in the lineup. Yeah. Six that, to eight weeks. Yeah, oh that knee on knee hit he suffered in the game against Edmonton reported at a six to eight week timeline for the Jets co-leading scorer. He's got to return home to see the doctor. No supplemental discipline for Ryan Strom. Mm. As for the game, not good. William Eklund scored the game winner late on the power play. The Sharks won 2-1. They're also 5-1-1 in their last seven games. <laughs> I know. They're plucky. <laughs> I don't They're know plucky. if that's plucky, but th- that's that's just like a hot streak for a bad team. Like, Listen, uh, we, we've we talked about the beginning of the season, and again, we've given uh, Greg Wyshynski flowers uh, for saying the Canucks, and watch out for the Coyotes, the Predators might be pesky, but he also said that the Sharks could be the worst team like we see in a long time. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. They no. just work really hard. No. And they uh, got some talent on that team, a little bit. William Eklund, I'm a huge fan. Leafs and Rangers, Poppy off to another great start in Toronto. Willie Nylander sliding in over the line. He's through the defense, right big side of shot, scores! Matthews set up by Nylander with the extra attacker on. And the Maple Leafs have jumped to a 1-0 lead. And Matthews has opened the scoring back-to-back nights on this road trip. Joe Bowen, Leafs Radio Network with the call. Austin Matthews gets to 21 as he scored a couple in the game. He is the first player to reach the 20-goal mark this season, a feat he also accomplished in 2020 and 2021. Only two active players have also been the league's first 20-goal scorer in a campaign multiple times. Steven Stamkos has done it three times. Alex Ovechkin has done it twice. Okay. That, uh, yeah, that was a 7-4 win for the Maple Leafs over the Rangers as well. Uh, rest of the NHL, Penguins and Canadians tonight, Bruins and Devils, Ducks and Islanders, Sabres and Avalanche, Jets and Kings we also got some stuff on the Capitals. We got some stuff on the All-Star game, but we are up against it, and Tim McAuliffe is coming up at 6.30. Yeah, um, you know, let's get to that skills thing at 7 o'clock, too. There's Looks lots of cool. things we got to get to at 7 o'clock. I like what the NHL did. I did yeah. a lot of work on the morning report and got really bogged down in some semantics, and uh, we'll check in on some of this stuff after you know 7 o'clock. Let's do some 2.0 morning report. Morning report 2.0? Yeah. Yes. 2.0? Yeah, like the Find Away Flames 2.0. 2.0. 2.0. 
Okay, I'm in. Four right. back-to-backs the rest of the way for the Flames. And how many have they played already? I <laughs> didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll check that in the break, and we'll get that for you at 7 o'clock. 2.0. All right, Timmy McAuliffe next. Oh, good job. And the Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street Southeast. Quickly, your wrestling question before we get to the break. Oh, yes. Uh, Orange Cassidy, AEW wrestler. Uh, his build uh, weight and where is he from? Build from. That's uh, that's the question. Build weight and build from. 960, 960. Name and location for your chance to win AEW tickets in July down at the Dome during Stampede. All right. Timmy McAuliffe next. Big show. Russell and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. It's the big show. Russell and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Later on in the show, um, our big show Flames analyst, Mr. Brett Cron, the Cobra, will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll play Impossible Flames trivia at 8.30. But right now, keep those texts rolling in at 960-960 for your chance to win AEW tickets for the show in July down at the Dome during Stampede. What's the wrestling question today, Patrick? Uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, AEW wrestler, what's his build weight and where is he build from? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, 960-960, name and location. We'll announce the winner right at 7 o'clock. Sounds good. Uh, but right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, uh, Sportsnet Central's Tim McAuliffe. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, fellas. What's going on? I love your deep morning voice. It's the best. <laughs> get, out the, get out the door, kids. Get yeah. to school now. Yeah, now. Absolutely. I love it. Um, are, you, are you still in Shohei Otani hangover like I am? Uh, yeah, as I as I ponder uh, what's next for the Toronto Blue Jays, the hangover just gets deeper. Like normally, you get the Caesar and you're all good to go. Hair or the dog, McAuliffe. Hair the dog. <laughs> yeah, man. That's so, so old school. Hey, I drive better when I'm drunk. It's like shut up. No, you don't. Anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, pound a little water, maybe a Tylenol, and you're all good. But Cody Bellinger just isn't the Tylenol nor the Caesar for me right now. Yeah. Uh, I think he could help. Uh, I don't know if that's even on the table, although I've seen his wife post from Toronto, even though I'm not going to bite on any of that right now. No, I just, it seemed like, you know, you're on the verge of uh, maybe the greatest free agent luring in the history of Canadian sport. Cody Bellinger just doesn't seem like it's, uh, it can it can ride that hangover out. Uh, I was totally saying that all uh, the whole time when I heard the Blue Jays had a potential. It would be the biggest free agent signing in Canadian sports history. I don't think there's any question. Yeah. But I, and the, yeah. the thing is now fans are like, well, if you're going to spend $700 million on Shoei Otani, now you can spread that out through other players. That's just, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's, uh, that is flawed logic. Uh, I think I think Shohei might have been able to bring some of that money back. Uh, um, I don't know if uh, you know whoever you bring in to fill the gaps that the Jays had will come anywhere close to what Shohei would have brought you in advertising bump, uh, especially the Jays. Like, listen, I don't know how many folks are hearing about it in Calgary, but the, the fact that the Jays are doing this renovation to the lower half of the stadium right now and you know jacking ticket prices there's a real like worry that they might not sell some of these seats and Shohei would definitely have sold those seats in that lower bowl uh isn't it it's just i find it's always an interesting dichotomy in that city that leaf fans puff their chest out and go we're the only team that matters we're the most popular team it's it's leafs nation and who cares about anything else in this country but then when it comes to the blue jays and the raptors it's like please sir sign with us <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that true of like ever, i mean I feel like the Canadian inferiority complex comes out more in free agency than anything else on planet Earth, right? Like, even when you, you know, the Nazem Kadri signing in Calgary was like, yay, someone picked us. They, <laughs> they had a choice, and they actually picked Canada. I, I feel like, you know, when, when it comes to free agency, and listen, the Jays and the Raptors. I mean, Masai Ujiri went on this whole rant about how this multicultural city will eventually pay off and you just have to have faith. And lo and behold, every time they've had an opportunity at someone, they've fallen short. The Jays have fallen. It's like, never mind bridesmaid. Like, you get Heisman all the time. The city repeatedly gets Heisman. And listen, the, the Leafs are part of that. Like, 
okay, Johnny Pajamas re-signed in, or signed in Toronto and made it look like, uh, you know, the, the the hometown boy would choose the hometown team. He's been given a rough ride in Toronto, and I don't know. I haven't seen the lineup of people that want to play with Marner and Matthews, although they have no money to spend either. But it, it's just it's every sport, and it's not it's not just hockey or baseball, and it's not just Toronto. It feels like this Canadian inferiority complex bleeds over to free agency for sure. Tim, I don't know about you, but part of the hurt, I think, comes from feeling like, you know, you were part of a big conspiracy here and you kind of got had as well. What did you make of kind of the, the, the plane and the dinner reservation and just everything that came with this weekend's chaos following the, or going up to the signing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I know there's a feeling of hook, line, and sinker. I don't think that was the case. I think what happened here was the Jays gave a very competitive offer to Shohei Otani, um, and they, you know, sat back respectfully and said, when you have a decision, uh, we'd love to hear about it. And, you know, um, it was going to be the way it was announced the entire time. And I don't know if anyone in the Jays, like, listen, the Jays organization is going to pay for this. I don't know if they should have to pay for it. I don't know if, you know, coming second, even though it feels like they are perennially second, in all of these chases is on Jay's ownership and management this time. But it definitely feels like there is like an extreme amount of pressure on like, what are you going to do for us now to this management team? And yes, everyone went on the ride. I went on the ride with everybody else. And, you know, some people that I trusted uh, thought that this bad boy was done where they got that from other than the rest of us finding out on Twitter when, you know, someone said he was on a plane or someone said he was going this way or someone said he was going that way or some Dodgers blog said that it was locked and loaded. He was going to Toronto. Like, I don't think any of that was to force the Dodgers hand. The, the, the Dodgers are throwing small GDPs at everyone deferring money everywhere. Um, I don't know if the, the Jays were part of the hook, line and sinker, but I will tell you this. They are going to be made to pay because there's a, there's a lack of trust right now between the Jays fan base and this management team, and Shohei solved all of that. And now they're going to have to try and rebuild somehow, some way. And I just I I, I know what the somehow in some way is. It's win, and it's win when the postseason comes around, um, and maybe it's re-sign Bo or Vladdy uh, with that money that George was talking about. Pretty swell contract, too. He gets the $20 million over 10 years, 680 deferred back when he doesn't have to pay taxes in California. What did you make of just the way this thing is structured? Yeah, I, I was his jaw dropped. Never mind the idea, like, you know, Bobby Bonilla got paid more as the contract went along. He is like the king of the deferred payments. But part of his deferral was, well, we don't want to pay you right now, so we'll pay you more along the way. Like, Shohei's not even getting that. Like I don't, I haven't heard if there's any interest accrued on the six hundred and eighty million dollars that he has deferred here. Like someone should explain compound interest to him and his agent because I don't know if this. Like, I guess when you get paid seven hundred million dollars and you're already making fifty million dollars a year in endorsements, the the deferral of the money can help spread out how much tax you're paying, and I guess that's the idea. But for the Dodgers to avoid the competitive balance tax or the luxury tax or whatever you want to call it and still be able to like that to me is the, if you want to say that you're a win now player or you're a team guy, I don't know how it's possible, but Shohei Otani just signed a team friendly $700 million deal. Tim McAuliffe from Sportsnet Central joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sportsport guest hotline. It's the big show for us again, Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, wanted to ask you about Bill Belichick. Numerous reports yesterday saying that he's done in New England. Uh, this is the final season of the hoodie in New England. And I want to ask you about this. Does the most accomplished, does that necessarily mean the greatest coach or maybe not really? Ooh. That's a wonderful question. I, I think you have to consider all of that. I think it's very much like... Um, you know, listen, Dan Marino was a great quarterback, but he never won, so he's never in 
you know, the greatest quarterback of all time conversation because he never won. I think when you look at the career of Bill Belichick, you know, the, the, the Browns uh, debacle, if we can call it that, when he first started uh, in Cleveland will will kind of play a factor. But there is no doubting that he is amongst the conversation of the greatest of all time when it comes to coaches. And I realize that he didn't do much without Tom Brady. Mm. Um, but Tom Brady was a six-round pick. It's every team in the league passed over this guy five times, right? He, I, I understand Tom Brady also did pretty well in Tampa, uh, but I don't think that you can leave Bill Belichick out of the conversation uh, with all those rings and what he accomplished. And even just the, the Patriot way, like the idea of how many guys were, you know, um, you're not part of this team anymore yep. and still loved them um, and still spoke very highly of what happened in New England. Like the ability to, to move on from players, um you know, seemingly in their prime and be right on that. I think that's also a part of the equation when it comes to Belichick's greatness. Uh, I think he definitely wants to break Shula's record. He's going to coach again. I just don't know where. Where would be the most intriguing spot? Is it Buffalo? Is it the Chargers? Like, I, I, I'm i trying to think of a destination <laughs> where potentially he could yeah. coach and turn things around that he could win right away. Yeah, starting out with Justin Herbert or Josh Allen would be great because I don't think Staley survives if the Bills miss the playoffs. I don't think Sean McDermott survives either. Yeah, those are those are some interesting equations. I mean, to think that he could go within the division immediately, my heart says, please go to the Jets just for the stories that it would be. Oh, yeah. If uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick. I also think, like, they've had three coaches since 1969, but could the Pittsburgh Steelers be in the equation for Bill Belichick, or would they – continue their string of hiring a young coach and letting him coach for 30 years. Like, uh, I think they could be on the list of, of teams that may be looking for a coach by the end. Really? Of the year. Yep. Tim, yep. I will I, say this right now. There is zero chance Mike Tomlin gets fired. I think he's arguably, he's a better coach than Bill Belichick and what he's accomplished and is just constant winning with the Pittsburgh Steelers with the whole host of quarterbacks he's ever played. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going anywhere. I'm a huge Mike Tomlin. How many playoff wins do they have in 16 games, though, George? In 16 seasons. good In this streak going to the playoffs, they have four playoff wins. Mm. That's the thing that Steelers Steelers fans are mad about that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a huge Tomlin guy, yeah. and I repeatedly said it on air. I think the Steelers fan base is done with Mike Tomlin. And really? I, I the, yeah, I think the the... You know how the Jays fan base got upset this year with how boring the team was? Yeah. Even though they were winning, even though they were in playoff position, that's exactly what's happened in Pittsburgh, where you have convinced you have convinced yourself that the coach has something to do with how boring you are, even though you had absolutely no business winning nine games last year right. and being on the verge of winning nine games this year with Kenny Pickett and whatever assortment of quarterbacks you've thrown out there. Like the, it's just the, the lack of winning. Listen, that's a Super Bowl city. It's not a, Hey, it's not Toronto in the, uh, in the NHL. We've won around good for us. Like they want to win Super Bowls. And yeah. even though I have a bet on a future at the start of the year, Mike Tomlin for coach of the year and halfway through the year, I was trying to tell Steelers fans, hey, man, you better be careful what you wish for here. Like, this guy just keeps winning games. I think they're done with the idea of, okay, we're making chicken soup out of chicken poop, and let's just figure out how to actually have a really good team and yeah. not the team that scrapes by. And, 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 Tim, you know what that screams me? I'm going to be like, old man, get off my lawn here. That just screams me of younger fans who are just idiots and are really loud on social media. Here's why. The Pittsburgh Steelers have built their entire organization on two things, a, a tough defense and the ability to run the football, and that has been successful for them for decades upon decades, being one of the model franchises in the National Football League. Because your team doesn't look like, I don't know, the Dolphins, you're upset, but what have the Dolphins ever won? Oh, they had the perfect season way back when in 1972 and can't even get to the Super Bowl since the 80s. I just like 
It's because I understand the NFL is built on offense and people want that fantasy gambling. I get all of it, but like there's some organizations in sports that have an identity and I can't think of a better one than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And the fact that they've had, like, I mean, let's ponder that for a second. Three head coaches since 1969. Yeah. Right. Like there have been three. I, I, there's no patience in any sport right now. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, under the Rooney leadership, have shown patience upon patience upon patience. I just wonder if it's run thin. That's a, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I am just telling you, and, and I believe this is a careful what you wish for for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Right. But I think, I think the patience has run dry. And let's be honest, he's been there for a while. Have you ever seen Bill Cower and Sergeant Slaughter in the same room at the same time? <laughs> They are they are very similar, very similar underbite, and yep. I don't know if you remember this, uh, very similar spittle. Yes, oh, yes. Nice. two guys. Good call. Yes, Good. Who, yeah, who both really spit when they spoke. Justin Herbert down with another season-ending injury. This is kind of been a story around the NFL. The top eight teams in the entire league, they all have their starting quarterbacks from week one. Their teams all in the hunt. The majority of them. Uh, they've probably lost their quarterback for the year. What do you make of kind of this this run that we've seen, not really even just this year, but lately, of just quarterbacks going down? It feels like basically if you can keep your guy on two feet, you're probably getting in the playoffs. I'm so sick of this, and, and there's so many different angles that I'm sick of on this, and I'll start with the idea that I, I, I read someone say there's not 32 good quarterbacks in this league, and all I thought to myself was, like, how often do you have to have your hand slapped for not having a decent backup quarterback or not allowing. I, I, I'm convinced it's coaches are so worried about their job because of that lack of patience that George was just talking about that they don't allow their young quarterbacks to make mistakes. And it's so imperative. Like all of these, every one of these first overall picks is supposed to be an absolute superstar and they don't get there. They get there maybe half of the time. And the greatest quarterbacks of all time, the Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Joe Montana was a third-round pick. Even Patrick Mahomes wasn't the first quarterback taken, and he held a clipboard to start. The, the, the NFL needs to do a way better job of grooming their quarterbacks because they've changed all of the rules to protect quarterbacks, and it's still not working. So whatever you have to do to find more than, what, 14 really capable quarterbacks, they need to start doing. Then you see a guy like Jake Browning, who when they first bring him in, they don't let him do anything. They're forced to let him do something in one game, and all of a sudden he's turned into something in two games. Like, let your quarterbacks try and fail. Let them take shots down the field. Let them be the quarterbacks that they were. I keep hearing from everyone in the oh, the quarterbacks come into this league. Young players in every league are coming into the league more capable, more ready to play, and yet coaches throw handcuffs on young quarterbacks repeatedly. Let them sling. Peyton Manning threw, what, 28 interceptions in his rookie year? Yeah. Troy Let Aikman, same throw. thing. Yes, and he didn't even win a game. Yeah, and And so let them try and fail and build more quarterbacks because you're right, Maddie, when it ends up being just the healthy quarterbacks at the end of the year, all I can think to myself is you need to develop more quarter. There has to look at, look at Nathan Rourke. I mean, they, yeah. he can't even find a spot. He tore up a professional league. He was going to break all of Doug Flutie's records. And he can't even sniff beyond the practice roster because he's not showing you enough of something in practice. And I'm just thinking in my head, there's, there's more good quarterbacks out there. Just let them work. Uh, is there a guy in sports that we appreciate his greatness, but seemingly week in, week out, he becomes more unlikable? And that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, like I, I, I know he's great, but I hate his brother. His wife is yeah, oof, his brother and, and like and he and is complaining and is pointing for flags. Like I get you it, know, he's he, incredible. He, you don't like the handshakes? With no, Swift in the press box. What no, are you talking about? oh they no. I, like listen, ben I love Taylor Swift. George. 
Uh, listen, I they love. They look t- like besties. They're friends. Yeah, listen. And they're good TikTokers. You want my quick take on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? And then I want to hear your response to my Patrick Mahomes question. Yeah. Could you imagine waking up next to the most famous woman in the world and you're dating her? How is that a take? What? No, it's a question. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't a take. It was a question. <laughs> and you, you explained it like you were going to give us this hot take. No. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, I, I could imagine. No could you imagine? Either. Like, you wake up and she's right there. Like, there's the most famous woman in the world. That's my girlfriend. How insane is that? You mean I don't have to pay the $4,000 that my daughter wants me to pay to get tickets to see this person? <laughs> no, that, you don't. I guess I guess that I don't I don't know. And and listen, Mahomes is I think just Mahomes is going through a little bit right now where he doesn't have the receivers that's making him even more like unlikable. He's got Travis Kelsey and that's about it. I mean, the guy can't even line up on side. Like what Kadarius Tony, is there anyone who plays more who has had a worse season than Kadarius Tony? <laughs> Just awful. Like that that guy gets hit in the face with balls all of the time. Like he's gonna get one stuck in his mask and just start running. Like it, 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 Thanks it for is the been... drop, Timmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. sorry. Sorry I derailed only, you only... there. Yeah. No, and, and I was just thinking about like only to be only to be upped by when I used to do NLL lacrosse, oh. and uh, loose balls was a statistic. I, that was yeah. one of my favorite statistics <laughs> of all time. Anyways, yeah, yeah, back back on the rails. Yeah, uh, Rashid Rice, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I like yeah. when they. I add, don't. Yeah, Charles Davis. We had him on. You know Charles Davis, incredible. And he's like, yeah. they miss Juju. Yeah. You're like, they miss Juju. Yeah, that's how yeah. desperate it, it is. It's just and and to go to have the audio of him, the audio tract of him, like shaking the hand of Josh Allen, giving oh, yeah. the dude no credit and complaining. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes guy, uh, almost as big as I am a Mike Tomlin guy. Uh, but he has lost a little bit of luster. There are a lot of people turning on him. I get it, but I don't care what the personality is. I just I think he's a great quarterback and continually jaw drops he's um has has his has his mvp year of last year not been emphasized by what's going on this year right like what he pulled off last year with those guys is getting even more impressive as you see what those guys are uh feels like every time you come on we have to ask you the question and and the answer might be different now with the oilers streaking but who is the best chance in canada right now to win the stanley cup this year I mean, I I understand the Oilers are streaking, but the best player on planet Earth got hot, and they're getting a couple. Like, I don't know if I believe in their defense and goaltending enough to say uh, the Edmonton Oilers are the real deal, even though I remember last year the run that they went on to end the season, and speaking of a lack of patience, uh, moving on from their head coach. I, I think that's up in the air. I, I don't think there's a significant answer. Like, I, I the Vancouver Canucks and the way that they're built with the pieces they have and Thatcher Demko seemingly returning to Thatcher Demko like areas have me very intrigued. Like Rick Tockett's been working really hard on getting them to make sure that they continue to work um day in, day out and be the team that you know that you need to be in the postseason. I'm still not convinced that the Leafs uh, can do it, you know. Joey Wall was their was their best goalie, or is their best goalie? I, I like if you were to put a gun to my head and say bet on one of these teams to go the furthest, it might be Winnipeg or Vancouver, just based on mm-hmm. you know goaltending and uh, a bit better of a back line. Who needs to switch their sweater back to their original one more, Vancouver or Winnipeg? I I love the old school Vancouver look with the new school matte black helmet. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, that that to me is pretty damn good. Instead of the uh, stupid corporate logo they have from Orca Bay from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 Orca. Yeah. Which came first? Was it Orca? Or yeah, yeah. Hey, it's the Calgary Rogers, and it's the Rogers logo on their sweater. Like, what are we uh, doing here in Vancouver? 
Go yeah. back to the skate. It's awesome. It is awesome. They have some. They have some great classic uniforms. Even the flying V is awesome. Oh yeah, and and the, and the rink with the stick in the middle. That was a lot. That's yeah. that's a logo for you. <laughs> that too. But that was, was good. That, yeah. yeah. All right. Better than Orca Bay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Timmy, great stuff. Uh, always fun to catch up with you. Uh, if we don't talk to you, all the best during the holidays. And uh, let's do it again soon, right. pal. Thanks for this. Go chase down those loose balls. Yep. Yeah, got to chase down the loose balls. No, he said balls to the face. And then he said loose balls after that. You're right. Thank you. It was... There's a lot of balls. Yeah. I understand. Great job. Yeah. Thanks, Timmy. Good. <laughs> See you, boy. There he is. Uh, Tim McAuliffe from Sportsnet Central on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, we're giving away <laughs> AW tickets straight ahead. You yeah. got some right answers. You're going to throw in the randomizer? Yeah, it's a trick question, guys. Whoa. It's a trick question. You saucy mix. Yeah, I know, right? What this a jokester. AEW wrestler Orange Cassidy, what is his build weight, and where is he build from? Okay. Do you know the answer to this? Because uh, well, saw he it on the said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, I also saw it on the t- No, of course I don't know the answer. It's wrestling. Wrestling. It was WWE wrestling from like the 80s. Maybe I'll get a little WWF bit. WWF back then? Yeah, it was WWF. Can I tell you the best thing when about WWE ref- wrestling when I was a kid? Wildlife Foundation? In the late 80s? <laughs> like, you open, up a ba- you open up a bag of chips, and they had wrestling cards in the chips. Mm. It was in a little plastic container. Wrestling cards are back. Yeah, but you're like, thing. oh, you're like, macho man! <laughs> and your bag of salt and vinegar. Or ketchup. That reminds me, did you see Tom Brady's video yesterday with Tops? Oh, that no, was I didn't. So I thought cool. it was good. But I know he was a draft pick of the Expos. I did know that. Yeah, the, the video was really well done. Yeah, they I did the whole thing that fun. He, they took his stats from football, but applied it to if he was a baseball player. Oh. And they have like Vlad Junior or Vlad Senior, um, David Wells. It's essentially it's like a whole a, bunch yeah. of them in a bar talking about, oh, reminiscing his about his career yeah, as, they, a bunch as of they. Expo okay, merch. now I gotta watch. Yeah. It's it's really Watch it good. in the break. It's All right. I was going to play the audio, but I recommend you go find it on Twitter. It's You can find Tom Brady on Twitter at Tom Brady. I don't think there's a number after. I, I, think, think, he has his, I think he has his original handle. At Tom so, Brady. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, straight ahead, we're going to give away those AEW tickets. Yes. We're going to unleash our text topic for day number eight of our Wild Rose Brewery, um, 12 Days of Christmas. We're also going to break down the Flames 5-4 overtime loss to Vegas. Um, what else do we need to do? We had we had three things we had to do. Two point Oh yeah, um, Rose Report two point um, and the Cobra at eight o'clock. It's the big show. Russ and Rose Sports Nine Six Fan.